Ah, uh, hello, hello. What do we got here? January 26, 2021. Well, isn't this awkward? You know, you get it at this point. Um, Yeah, where do I want to start? Where do I want to start? I was going to say it's been an interesting week and a half or whatever it's been. But one thing I've noticed with kind of doing this podcast thing is there's always a lot of things to talk about if you want it, if you want to. Like, there's a lot of shit happening. You know, I consume a lot of news and information so I can always pull from something. I just I didn't realize there were so many things to talk about just within a week span until I started this whole podcast thing. Anyway, uh, you know, it's more consistent than usual. Usually, you know, I'll, every three weeks and shit. So I'm trying to be, <laughs> I'm trying to be better. Um, Yeah, kind of a snowy, cold day. It's just chilling. I'm. I'm hungry, but I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Um, where do I want to start? Uh, oh, one thing, too. What I've been thinking about doing is starting, like, when I'm when I'm back on, like, Instagram and Twitter and everything like that. I've been thinking about um, maybe just having, like, a social page just for the podcast. You know, obviously it's not like, you know, thousands and thousands of people are listening to this thing. But in my mind, I plan and I prep as if that's going to happen. You know, even when I'm like talking on a podcast, I kind of speak in a way that like this isn't this isn't just my friends listening. This is just anybody, you know, is coming and listening like I'm talking to everybody kind of. So, um, yeah, I've been thinking about doing that. I think I'm going to make it happen. Um, I'm still not exactly sure when I'm going to, like, fully get back on things. Uh, I've kind of enjoyed the break. The only time I'm ever on, like, Twitter is if someone sends me, like, a funny link or something like that. But uh, it's been good not uh, being saturated with everybody's opinions and shit. (laughs) Like, I'm not even going to... It, it it's it's felt good to like remember like oh okay yeah this is what this was like like it wasn't always just getting bombarded with uh people complaining about twerk videos or you got to be this tall to go on this date or two hundred dollar dates or this challenge or I'm not knocking it don't get me wrong I don't want to come across like holier than thou that's not what this is it's just for me I'm just not trying to kind of get caught in the sauce. If you understand what I'm saying, like, I kind of enjoy that mental break. Um, So, yeah, but when I do get back, I'm thinking that I'm probably going to have like socials directly for the podcast or or at minimum start to really like uh, um, push and promote my podcast. That's another one of those things that this year I told myself I'm going to do. Is really like stop being so afraid to like I talked about in last podcast, kind of just do your shit. Like, don't be so worried about doing your shit and just leaning into your creativity. So a part of that is pushing a podcast heavy, you know, tweeting out links, reposting links and everything like that. I'm not expecting that from anybody who listens, by the way. I would never be that dude. Let me be very clear. (laughs) I'll never be that guy. Like, this is just something that I'm doing. Anybody who tells anybody who retweets, who reposts, whatever, that's on you. I appreciate it. I fuck with it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being 
an asshole about it. I'm just saying I'll never be the dude to be like, oh, did you did you I won't even ask you if you listened, to be honest with you. I don't I mean, I care, but I don't care, too. Like I'm doing this, you know, so. um, Yeah, speaking about speaking of uh, <laughs> social media and shit like that. So I, I've, I've attempted to use Facebook more. And, uh, <laughs> right, for whatever reason, Facebook is, like, not the same as social media to me. It is. It is. I know it is. But I, I, I section it off as, like, a different thing in my mind. Because how how I use Facebook, first of all, I barely ever use it. This is the first, this is just last week was the first time I've been on it in months. Like, I, you know. Facebook is where the aunts and, and uncles go. You know what I mean? I'm not knocking the aunts and uncles. Shout out to the aunts and uncles. I'm just saying it feels very, like, old. I mean, you know. If you're listening to this, you know what it is. You know what Facebook is. It's like if you want your uncle to get misinformation, that's you go to Facebook. It's, <laughs> so, I've been using it more. And some of my takeaways... Is it just, it feels so cringy. It feels, ah, it feels so cringy. Like, uh, okay, let let me, let me start with some positivity. Let me me start with some positivity. So is, is good in, in this aspect. I'm able to reach people that I haven't reached in a long time that I've been friends with. Right. So I give you an example. I've gotten the numbers of like two or three people that I was in the military with, right? Some of my boys who I literally haven't seen or spoken to these people, some, in 15, 12, 10 years minimum. Like that long, because I just, when I joined the military, I was young. I was 17, and I'm going to get into that. In, in, in the third section, by the way, the third section is going to be about the whole military experience. I want to I want to touch into some of that. But I joined very young. So, you know, obviously now I'm 35 years old. There's people who I met back then and I haven't seen them in 15, 10, 12. Like it's a long ass time. So that is something positive. I've realized from Facebook because of like when I made it, when I was on it back then, those are all the people I was friends with. So when I go on now, I'm finding people from the military and friends of friends and shit like that. And and with family, right? Another thing that I... The, the reason that I started trying to use Facebook more was because I kind of wanted to, to like... Uh, I don't know how to word it. I guess kind of get in touch or, or, or kind of update family that I don't normally speak to. A lot of my cousins, aunts, uncles, and shit like that that I don't normally on a big... Like, you know, I post pictures and shit on, like, Instagram, but I don't really have them on that. So they're not... There's things happening in my life that people who I do care about have don't have any idea about because I don't really interact on that medium. But it's not like I'm going to sit there and hit all these motherfuckers up individually and be like, hey, this is where... Me and Vanessa went and this is where I watched the game and this is what I bought. Like, I'm not going to do that. So Facebook is kind of a good place for me to, like, connect to family that I don't normally on a regular basis speak to, like friends and family. That's great. That's cool. 
all that being said, shit is kind of weird. <laughs> shit is kind of weird. And to be honest, I'm not even exactly sure why it's so cringy. Like, as, as I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm saying this out loud, I'm not even sure exactly why it is as cringy as it, as it is. But that shit is cringe, my guy. Like, ugh. Ugh. Like, I, I think it's, you know what's funny? As I'm saying it, I think it's a combination of kind of the things I said that's positive about it. Like, being able to reach out. A lot of these people, you start seeing people's, like, opinions and what they post about. You're like, yo, I don't give a fuck about any of this and you know what it is about facebook too it's mad late to everything so it'll be like jokes memes funny things news videos shit that happened on other platforms and it's just like five days later and people on facebook are like hey have you seen this video i'm like am i in a fucking time machine like ew ew am i being an elitist am i being a social media elitist right now i feel like that's what i'm doing <laughs> i feel like ugh, facebook huh yikes but uh, so yeah, I have been, I have been using that one. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to continue to use it. Probably when I get back on the real social medias, I'll probably leave that shit alone again for another 10 years. But you know, it's been cool. I've had aunts and shit. I had aunts and shit hit me up. Hey nephew, you looking cute your picture. And you know, my, my mom liking pictures and shit. It's just like, Oh my God. But, uh, it's not all bad. I don't want to get <laughs> Why is it so funny to me? Yeah, I don't want to give the impression that I'm just shitting on people that use Facebook. I'm not, right? If you're listening to this and you're one of those Facebook people, I don't know why, but I'm not shitting on you, though. I'm not shitting on you. Continue to use that. Again, I know people that use it, they have, like, businesses and they, they're promoting things and things like that. So I'm not knocking it, right? I know plenty. My sisters use it. My family. Vanessa, you, like, mad people use it. So I don't want to come across like I'm, I'm like, making fun of anybody. I'm not. I'm just saying for me, you know... That's kind of what was going on with the whole Facebook. Uh, yeah, so what else? We got Tom Brady. Huh? We got Tom fucking the goat Brady. Again, Super Bowl number 10. Getting old Aaron Rodgers ass out of here. I'm getting tired of the Aaron Rodgers excuses, by the way. You know, for the people who don't give a fuck about sports, I apologize. You know, I got to at least do one sports rant. Tom Brady, not the fastest, not the strongest, not the biggest, but the motherfucking best, right? And let me be clear. This is something I know I always say in podcasts too, to the people that know me well. <laughs> I've always been a Brady guy. I've, I've been arguing with Keith and people from, that's my boy, for the people that don't know. Brady versus Peyton Manning a decade ago, if not longer, right? Like, I've been in these conversations. The motherfuckers, he's nice, man. He's nice. He ain't got to be the strongest and the fastest. He ain't got to have the prettiest deep ball. He doesn't have to. He won the war. He won the war. So we got the, we got the Bucks versus Kansas City. I got the Bucks because Tom fucking Brady plays for the Bucks. I could be wrong. Brady has lost before. I need to see it. That's all I'm saying. I need to see it. I could be wrong. You had to show me though. So, yeah, I'm 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 hyped. 
to see him go against Mahomes, but I'm also sad because that means the end of football season is just like, oh, man. The good thing is I do have my Nets to root for. My Nets, by the way, my James Harden Nets. So, uh, and we might get Kevin Love. I just, I just saw that yesterday. We might get fucking Kevin Love. So people can talk, right? I've had plenty of conversations about the Nets and what they will do and this and that. And people can talk. Cool. Cool. I need to see it. I need to see it. Because right now, right now, I'd rather be a Nets fan than whatever team you like. <laughs> like, like, I'm just going to keep it right. Unless you a Lakers fan, I'd rather be a Nets fan than whatever team you like. No matter how it ends up, right? Because I'm the, I don't, I can't, I don't know the future. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if Kyrie gonna get his shit together. He seems to be playing, right? Nets can't, we can't guard anybody as of now. But we'll see. We still got roster spaces to fill. Lavert, I'm glad that trade happened because he's sick and can't play. So that worked out perfectly. But anyway, you know, I'm very curious on how it's gonna turn out. I feel good being a Nets fan. I could be a Knicks fan. That's disgusting. So, you know, I'm going to enjoy this ride, whatever this ride is. I'm not going to overthink it and be like, if we don't get to the championship, blah, 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 blah. Like, whatever, whatever. This is fun to have one of these teams. This is very fucking fun to have one of these teams. I'm going to enjoy this shit and not let these motherfuckers try to steal my joy. No. (laughs) Nah, hell no. I'm going to enjoy this. I wish this COVID shit wasn't here so I could go to the Barclays Center and watch my boys get busy. Sickening that I can't But hopefully By next year Like damn Please by next year I'm able to at least go to a game Um, So we'll see That's what we got going on That's getting busy You know Football's winding down Aaron Rodgers is a fraud I want to make sure I repeat that To the people who give a damn Aaron Rodgers is a fraud Or I don't want to hear about all this arm talent shit Because when LeBron wasn't winning championships Motherfuckers wasn't being like, well, he's talented though. No, they was on his, they were on his ass. So, let's treat all the super talented people equally. Let's treat them all equally. Aaron Rodgers is a fraud. There's one twelve, and his name is Brady. Get with it. Um, Mahomes is a, is a scary dude though. So it's gonna be a twelve guy gonna have to battle. <laughs> oh my god, twelve guy gonna have to battle because that Patrick guy is is for real. Is for real. Um, anyway, I don't want to lock on the sports for too long. I know not everybody gives a fuck about that. Uh, President Biden. That's official. That's official. Let me tell you how good it feels to have a president actually being a president. I forgot what that felt like. I forgot what it felt like to have a president actually being a fucking president. He's signing executive orders that's actually meant to help people. Wow, what a what a foreign concept. I just forgot what that looked like. He's talk he's on TV giving press conferences and he doesn't sound like a fucking a New York goon mob boss. I forgot what that was like. Uh, I think today I saw Biden just signed uh, an executive order to ban I don't know if it was an executive order Or he did, he signed something Basically ending uh, uh, Private prison uh, Contracts So a lot of these 
a lot of these prisons uh, have contracts to basically fill their prisons, basically. Right. They get money based off how much how many people they throw in their prisons. And a lot of those people happen to look like, you know, black and brown like me. So he signed it something to kind of put it into that shit. And that's why voting matters. That's why voting matters. Whenever motherfuckers start doing that, talking, I don't know if this shit really mattering. Ain't nothing changing for me. I know that motherfucker don't know what they're talking about. Because when you vote and you put people who have similar beliefs as you and value systems as you in office, they start doing shit like this. Right. Already he's he has Corona task force and actually initiatives and plans to get us out of this fucking to calm down these pandemic numbers in the states already a hundred million a hundred million shots in the first hundred days of office and shit like that coming up with packages and relief packages already hitting the ground running leadership leadership my message is to to you when motherfuckers get in your face and tell you that shit doesn't matter right when motherfuckers get in your face and tell you it doesn't matter who you vote for, it doesn't matter, a Republican, a Democrat, and all these people, all these people, they don't care, they don't care. Just remember shit like this. No, it does matter because that's how you affect real change. Loss. Not you being mad in your little corner and telling people it don't matter. They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna enact shit. If more people like that existed, we'd still be walking through the back doors in restaurants. You dig what I'm saying? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? If more people had that dumbass attitude of it doesn't matter, it's all the same, and it don't affect my life, that goofy ass shit, and it pisses me off more when I hear black people talk like that. I ain't gonna lie to you. When I hear black people talk like that, I be wanting to slap somebody's face. And there's people, I know it's people I'm cool with, and I gotta just pretend like I don't wanna slap their face. Like, don't get me started. Now I'm, I'm, I'm fucking getting worked up. I'm getting in rant mode. I don't, I don't wanna rant this podcast. I wanna sound positive and upbeat. like you know i want to make this a little bit lighter you know some of the podcasts i go kind of heavy so i don't want to just always be like in my heavy bag every fucking time you hear my voice and shit i want to calm down but it matters it matters and this is the stuff him signing that is going to keep a lot of black people who shouldn't who are just getting arrested for bullshit out of jail because it it takes away the incentives to fill prisons. You understand what I'm saying? It takes that incentive away. So there's going to be a lot less people getting tossed in prisons because the prison system gets paid for it. So I don't know. It just happened. I haven't read all the details. I just read some. Go do yourself a favor and find out what I'm talking about. But that just got signed like an hour or two ago. But it just feels good to have a motherfucking president actually be a president crazy a leader <laughs> a leader like i had somebody ask me today about well what you know what do you think gonna happen with trump and should they go through the impeachment yes first of all they should i don't give a fuck if he's out of office let's make sure this motherfucker doesn't run for anything ever in his life i don't want him to run for the president of the straws foundation he could be in charge of wool hats and it's a problem we, meet, we must keep this motherfucker out of running to be in charge of anything. So that's number one. You can't lead a fucking insurrection, a terrorist attack on, on the Capitol building and just be like, well, he's gone now. So let's forget it. No, fuck that. 
Let's not forget anything. Let's throw his monkey ass in jail if we can. Um. Yeah, it just feels good to have a real president, man. Now, you know, I this is another one I always hear. What about the 70 million people that voted? Fuck them rednecks. I don't care. I don't care. Like, we can't. This is what I, this is one of the things that I want to stop. And I know it's, it's impossible to stop this. But this need to make everybody feel like they're validated somehow. Or, or like they, people people say crazy shit and do crazy shit. And everybody had this need to be like, well, we must listen to everything. No, we don't. If your opinion is stupid, crazy, fat, has zero facts in it. You did no research and you just uninformed and stupid. I don't have to value your opinion. And we got to stop getting caught up in this thing where we got to value everybody's opinion is special. No, it's not. Some of you are just special. Like, your opinion doesn't matter because you've done no research. You've done nothing. Like, you're just mad and uninformed. And I'm supposed to care? No, 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 baby. No, 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 baby. We got to let crazy stay where crazy is. You understand what I'm saying? You got to let crazy stay where crazy is. Fuck all that. Like, I'm not trying to validate and make none of any of those morons feel, oh, we got to hug them and we can't forget them. Forget them. Forget them. Like, when Trump crazy ass was in, they didn't give a fuck how we, I felt. They didn't give a fuck how sane people felt, how rational people felt. They was doing what they got to do. Now, nah, forget all that. But yes, Biden is here. And it just feels good to have someone actually trying to be a leader. And I'm not stupid. I know he's not going to do everything perfect. And I get that. But just a rational, sane person feels oh so excellent, baby. Oh, so excellent. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll take that. You know, I'm good with that. I'm happy with that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of the Trump thing, too, another thing that's really annoying about that and was really kind of an eye-opening, scary thing about all this other stuff is just how prevalent identity politics are. Like, this guy became president just off the fact that he was a white dude. Not his policies, not anything he truly firmly believed in because he flip-flopped and lied every chance he got. He had no firm policies, no firm beliefs, no moral compass. He was just an old white dude and a bunch of white people identified with that. (laughs) He was just talking all of that. They're going to take it from us. Wink, wink. We can't let them take our country. Wink, wink. Them, us, others, they, you know, you know, especially if you're black, you know, (laughs) you know, you know, the others, right? There's always the others. Right, right. You know, they're so damn afraid of the country browning, of the country becoming more brown and dark. Like, some of those people that act like, that think like the Trump people, like the Trump people, I'll call them that. Let's call them that to be politically correct, kind of. Um, the Trump people, right? Who are just so afraid that the country is just getting darker. What I would just love to know, what are you afraid of? Do you think that you'll wake up one day, white people will be the minority, and then we're going to decide to eat you? That's not how that works, baby. That may be how it worked when you're the majority. 
But uh, no, that's not how that works. Like, we don't care. We just want to be left alone and treated equally. We're not out to get revenge. Fortunately for some. <laughs> like, we're not out to get revenge. We just want to be treated alone. I mean, treated equally and left alone. You know what I mean? Not killed by cops. You know, shit like that. Like, I don't know what the fear of... of of others I put that in quotation marks Because you know You know what that is But uh Anyway But yeah that That's I would say that was really The, the eye opening thing About this whole Trump thing Is just kind of This identity politics shit Still works huh Still works strong too Like Jesus Christ I don't know I don't know man I just I just I hope that we learn the lessons Because we got fortunate that the guy who showed us where all the weaknesses is in our democracy was a fucking idiot. We got fortunate that it wasn't someone smart. You know, I just hope now as a nation, we see where the holes are and we plug those motherfuckers. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Let me see, what else we got going on that I really want to talk about? Mmm... Yeah, that might be it. I'm trying to think. There hasn't been too many. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There is one thing. Uh, about a week ago, I had a conversation with a guy at my job. Real. I always get inspiration from this dude. And I'm going to get him on this podcast. I've already spoken to him about doing it. He He wants to do it. But, man. I just wish you can hear these conversations, man. You ever meet somebody, and I've met a few people like this. I mean, him, I had friends like that. Vanessa motivates me like that. There's plenty of people in my life that motivate me like that. But you just whenever you have like one of those deep conversations with one of those people, and they just got the shit together, he's one of those dudes that just, he has his shit together, man. Like, you know, multiple businesses over here moving like this. Fly, do he gets it, you know what I mean? Those conversations are so valuable, man. Just like if you have people like that in your life, try to pull from them as much as you can. Because that's something that I'm trying to do. Again, that's one of my, another one of my goals for this year. I hate to be the corny goals for the year guy. But I just want to pull more from people that I admire, that motivate me, that I think are really doing it, that is, that's really living it. And man, like... The conversation me and him had, like, he stopped by my 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 desk, and it wasn't even to have a big conversation, and we ended up talking for, like, an hour. Just everything from just, you know, doing more volunteer work to, like, the ways of thinking to create these multiple streams of income, trying to be a better man. Well, you, 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 know, you, you know what I get from him? You know what I get from him? Um, being less selfish To not do so many things That's just focused on me To do things that are focused on like People around me People I care about The community I gotta really get into that I've never really been that I've been You know Unfortunately a lot of my life I was very selfish And things that was Concerning me and, you know, in the last few years, I've definitely softened on that. I'm not, you know, that's not what I'm living now, but I can do better. 
and talking to people like that just makes me realize and it's real life examples of like you can do better you can do more like yeah yeah so that's just dope i just i i'm looking forward to getting him on the podcast i'm looking forward to getting a few people on the podcast but since i'm talking about him his name is chris by the way so um yeah yeah like even chess you know what I mean? We had a 30-minute conversation just about chess, and I don't even know how to play it. But it's just something that I do want to learn how to play. I know I mentioned that before. So, yeah, man, you, it's just having people like that in your life and pulling from them and getting information and getting motivation from them and having them put that battery in your back is so important. Like, I just want to go ahead and make that uh, known. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of what's going on, you know, in my, in my section one. <laughs> of the pot. I never know what to call these little breakdowns of the three sections, by the way. I'll just call them sections for now. I'll, I'll have a different name, I'm sure, in, in five seconds, but for now, I'll just I'll call them sections. Okay. You know, I'm getting, man, I'm messing around. I'm, I'm figuring this shit out. I'm figuring this out. Um, Things that I've kind of been watching or binging or really into this last, uh, since the last time we spoke. Um, a few things. I'm rewatching Ozark. Uh, I just finished season two, and that show's fucking phenomenal. It's crazy as shit, and I'm gonna get into that. Um, Titans on HBO. On that, I'm gonna get into that too. And uh, I tried to watch this crack documentary. On uh, Netflix It's kind of just like the rise of uh, Yeah The rise of like crack In this country and, and cocaine and everything in this country I tried to watch that a week ago Right And I just I can't <laughs> I can't Because I'm watching this shit And as someone Who grew up in a time And an area where I got to see the effects of that up close in different ways, whether it be uh, the drug dealers or friends or friends, family suffering, people suffering and, and being addicted or some of my own family being addicted. I got to see firsthand what that does. And when I was when I started to watch that documentary on Netflix, the thing that really pissed me off was to just kind of remember and to see the attitudes of this country, the white people in this country in particular, when the thing was really getting big. Like I remember being a kid and the just say no and the dare programs and all this other horse shit. And. I remember seeing what it did to the community I lived in and the surrounding areas. And, you know, I just I saw when you live that shit firsthand and you go back and you watch that like documentary. And if you want to watch it on Netflix, it's like it's crack something. I forget the name, but you can definitely find it. It's new. But watching that shit firsthand. Is infuriating. Like and 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 when you think of how. These same people talk about uh, all these people now being hooked on opioids and fentanyl and all this other crazy ass shit. 
Like, the attitude and, and the verbiage is, is much different now. It's not just say no. It's, oh, they have a problem. They need help. Yeah. So did the black people in the 80s and the 90s. Like, you know what I mean? So watching that shit is just like, I couldn't even get through it. I think maybe I got through 20 minutes before I just started getting like angry and I could feel myself kind of tearing up just watching it. Because it's just like, come on, man. Come on. Like, the standard. You know what I mean? The double standard. You know, I know it's always there. It's very obvious. So I still shouldn't be getting upset when I see it. But goddamn, it's annoying. Like, the way we were treated back then and even now. I say back then, like, it's still not being treated that way. Like, when people are hooked to drugs versus being white and black. It's so so different, you know what I mean? And that was just a glaring slap in my face watching that documentary. So if you want to check it out, feel free. You know, maybe you won't be as uh, emotionally charged as I am. I mean, shit, I'm like that about a lot of things, but just in general. <laughs> um, but what was I saying? Oh, Ozark, Ozark. So Ozark is wild popular. I'm pretty sure most of the people listening to this have probably already seen it at least once. So I'm not breaking any ground here. But it's a podcast about shit that I'm binging or liking. So get the fuck over it. Um, Ozark is great, man. Ozark is great. Violent as hell, but really good. Like, this is my second watch through. And one of the things I noticed on this watch through is how... And I don't know why I didn't really pick up on this as much as first at first, the first time I watched it. But Marty and Wendy are just like the epitome of death. Everybody around these motherfuckers die. Like if you come in contact with them, like you're going to die. It just feels like you're going to die. Like they are the worst. They are the worst. But and it's funny how they're really bad. Right. If you think about it, but since their demeanor isn't like horrible people out of all the bad people on the show, you kind of root for them. Even the kids are bad. I hate the daughter more than I hate Marty. And he's the reason they're in this fucking mess. <laughs> like, I hate the daughter more than I hate Marty. Like. Like everybody in this show is bad, so they have to up the stakes and make the people they're dealing with even worse. Like, the FBI agent, the old freak nasty FBI agent dude. Like, you're supposed to be the law. And you're damn near worse than the people you're going after. But I understand the concept because, again, to get you to root for Marty and fucking Wendy, you got to, like, you got to understand that these motherfucking people are horrible, man. Like, everybody else is horrible. It's, it's, hold on. <laughs> we have lost my note. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a good show, though. It's a good show. Like, the acting is phenomenal. Always, like, like, that's one of the things I can't wait to, like, get home and do, too. Like, at night, you know, chill out. Chilling out. Me and Vanessa relaxing. Boom. Like, Ozark. Ozark is so good. Like, I like, I like the snails. Jacob is my guy. He always talking in like biblical scriptures and shit like <laughs> shit like that. Like, yeah, I like the snails. It's a great show. Like, if you have not watched it, you need to go watch this show. 
Like it, it is it is phenomenal. It is it's always something happening so you don't have to worry about like, oh it feels slow. Like no. It gets busy the first five minutes. Like you're getting to the shit. So if you're one of those people with short attention spans, this show will absolutely keep you. It's violent. It's on Netflix, so you know, they get more of a pass. It's violent. It's a lot of sex scenes. Even a lot of man-on-man sex scenes. But it's good. It's a great show. Like, um, trying to think who's my favorite character in that show right now. Probably Ruth. Honestly, maybe Ruth or Marty, because I just like that they're smarter than everybody. Like, I, I, I always lean towards the characters that are smarter than everybody. Because when you're smarter than everybody, you can get, you can, you can get away with what you want. Like, so I always kind of lean towards, like, even if it's like kind of an asshole character, like, you know, I like the Sherlock Holmes show. I like House when it was on. Uh, I kind of like that asshole character that's just, I'm smarter than you. So, so what? <laughs> you know, Marty isn't on some so what shit, but, damn, I'm burping. But he's just, the way he moves is all logical. It all makes sense. Like, I, I inspire to have that level of cerebral thinking. Lot, Marty is ruled by extreme logic now it gets him in trouble because he's not a good people person but he's ruled by extreme logic I'm only doing this because it makes sense like this makes sense like man that level of just clarity in thinking I inspire to be that that's my version of a perfect world this is just me so again I'd like to say I'm not I'm not pushing my I my thoughts, whatever. I don't care if you agree. But, <laughs> yeah, that that extreme logic, I kind of dig it. I kind of dig But it's a good show. I just started. Se- I'm about to start season three. Um, Wendy, the wife, drives me crazy. I like the boy Jonah. Um, I even like the cartel lawyer. I forget her name. Helen, the tall lady, the, bl- the tall blonde lady. If you've seen the show, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Just yeah, I don't want to say too much because for the people who haven't seen it, who might actually be interested from hearing me speak, just know it's amazing. Basically, he's just a uh, a money launderer for this Mexican cartel, and uh, a money launderer, and he has to leave Chicago. He goes to the Ozarks to money some laun- so to launder some money, and hijinks ensue. So, if you like Breaking Bad, if you like Sneaky Pete. If you like all those cartel shows, whatever, here's another one for you. Narcos, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's another one. Um, What was the other thing I was watching? Oh, Titans. Titans. About the Teen Titans, the DC Teen Titans, the comic, you know, cartoon and everything like that. It's not a cartoon. This is live action. It's on HBO. It's two seasons. And it is also fucking phenomenal. If you are into that whole DC comic world, it's even better. You don't have to be to enjoy the show. But if you are a nerd like me, it's even better. Like, I like how I wasn't expecting it to be so violent and rated R and gritty and dark. Like, I was not expecting that. I've seen people get fucked up in this show. And these are like heroes. This is like Robin. 
uh, Wonder Girl, Aqualad, um, Raven. If you if you know who the Teen Titans are, I don't have to explain to you who's in the show. I'm just kind of doing this for the people who might not know. But um, I don't want to turn you off by saying it's like it's based off like comics and shit because it's it's dark and gritty as hell. So it's on HBO Max. If anyone's interested, you know, give it a shot. <laughs> if you're a fellow nerd, you know, I, I, I got to start getting more into like my nerd bag, too. I got to start breaking down some of the more nerd things I like. Um, I'll do that right now. You know, I mention this every once in a while, but one of my favorite pay-per-views, wrestling pay-per-views are coming on Sunday to Royal Rumble. You know, you may not be hip. You may be thinking... Do you still watch wrestling? Yes, motherfucker, I do. Um, the Royal Rumble comes on, and I'm hyped. It's probably the best pay-per-view all year. And I haven't even been... I haven't really even been watching, really, to know. But I'm going to watch the Royal Rumble, because I just... You know, I enjoy watching that. You know, just to kind of throw a little bit more of my nerd shit that I'm happy about. I'm just going to start doing that. Letting more of me into this... Uh, this audio recording experience. But, uh, yeah, so those are some of the things that I've really been kind of binging and on oh one more thing too one more thing i know the last podcast i brought up playlists and everything like that i found this song with with mac miller who i'll be honest i haven't really listened to a lot of his music i was never really a big mac miller guy i don't know i'm not saying he's whack i just was never i never it's, it's a lot of music to listen to right you can't listen to everybody but i found this mac miller kendrick lamar song called um Hold on. Let me tell you right now. Fight the Feeling. It's from 2012. It's on Mac Miller's album, Macadelic. Right? Yeah, Macadelic, 2012. There's probably going to be some people like, damn, you don't know about that? Yes, I don't know about that. Um, This shit is good. This song is so crazy. Like, It kind of made me kind of want to go back and, and really just start giving this Mac Miller guy a chance. I know he has a big cult following. He's very popular. You know what I mean? But you throw a Kendrick on there and I'm you, you're going to get my attention. They are floating on this. It is a great song. It has been like the only song I've listened to all week. So that's another one. Just figure I'd throw that out there. Okay. So just kind of to wrap this up. My last thing I, I wanted to get into, you know, the third section. <laughs> um, is uh, my whole like military service. And uh, my thoughts about that. And just kind of how a lot of the, the personal things I feel regarding that time in my life. I know earlier in the podcast I kind of mentioned that I would touch on, you know, the military thing. So um, what made me think of this actually... I want to say two weeks ago, I interviewed someone and uh, military service got brought up. And I remember I brought it up to her and she, you know, she does the thing that everybody does when they first meet me. It's just, oh, thank you for your service. And I just remember feeling so weird about that. And that's something that I always feel, feel and felt weird about. Um... I'm a black dude in this country. 
I'm very, very, very familiar with the history of us in this country. I didn't join the military to fight for the country. I didn't join the military because I felt like this was some kind of civic pride. And I damn sure didn't join the military to protect the motherfuckers in this country. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So when people come to me and be like, oh, I'm, I thank you for your service. And, you know, I had a grandfather that was in the military. In my mind, I'm thinking like, I don't give a fuck. Like, they could have came and taken you and your grandfather. Like, I do not care. I always feel weird about that. Let me be very clear. I joined the military to escape the situation that I was in. It was the fastest, most efficient way to escape that situation, to get out of Patterson, to get into a better spot in my life because my parents did not have money, still don't have money. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I didn't grow up seeing all these crazy opportunities and everybody could have and this was that. Like, so you had to figure out ways and and unfortunately, and fortunately, I guess, the military is a quick way to flip your circumstances when you're young and you're in a circumstance like I was in that millions of brown and black kids are in, by the way, which is why the military is so full of black people because they know it's an easy way to pray. It's easy to come pray on us because we're trying to get out of situations and our parents don't have money and this and that. So, you know, I feel very conflicted about my military time and my military experience because I also know that I was a fucking stormtrooper. Like, you dig me? Like, I was a stormtrooper. Like, I was, you know, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Like, Google that and look that up. Like, the aircraft carrier that I was on, the Truman, was a big part of that. You know, we were blowing shit up. You know, I wasn't running around kicking people's doors in, but I had indirect hands in blowing up shit and killing people. And to do that mental gymnastics, the older I get, the more I think about that. When I was 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, I ain't really care. And I know that sounds crazy, but you don't really think of it like that. You just look at it as like a job. Because you're not running around kicking people's doors in with guns in your hand. But that's just one part of the military. Like everything isn't running around with a gun and yes sir and kicking the door in. Like no, a lot of this shit is you you building shit, you blowing shit up. Like, and, and to sit back now and think of that as an adult and to think that yo, you were basically a stormtrooper. That shit is heavy the older I become. Like, I don't think a lot of people understand that. Like, it's heavy. That's a heavy thought the older I get. You know what I mean? I was a goddamn stormtrooper. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, it feels bad. So that's another reason that I feel like, you know. And, 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 and again, and I hate to make this a, a white black thing. I hate to when, like, an older white person coming to me and be like, thank you for your service. Sir. They could have got your ass. I would have let Al-Qaeda come in here and snatch your monkey ass up if I could. I didn't do this for you, bruh. 
I didn't do this for you. I used to, I used to get mad back in the day when I would wear my uniform and how how I would be treated when I had my uniform in a uniform on and they knew I was in the military. Oh my god. They did everything but pull the dick out of my pants. Like they could not wait to oh go go out here pat me on the back and shit. You wouldn't say a single word to me if I didn't have this uniform. As a matter of fact, you would have been terrified of me if I didn't have this uniform on. And now because you think I'm fighting for your way of life, your way of life. Man, listen. You know what I mean? But it was a necessary evil because I needed to get out of that situation. I didn't know what I wanted to go to school for. And I didn't want to be one of those people that just bounce around through college, just go a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in debt, and then you're not even using what you went to fucking school for. Because you didn't know, because you're forced at 16, 17, 18 to decide what you want to do your whole life. And you ain't even lived life yet. But you forced to make that decision on what you want to do to live life. I didn't want to get caught in that. So I figured if I went to the military. You know, for one, the school would be paid for because, again, I grew up poor. Two, um, it would give me time to figure out, yo, what do you want to do? So that's why I went to the military. But let's be clear on it. I, it's, it's a conflicting. The older I get, the more conflicted I am about it. I feel very awkward when people come up to me and even want to, like, pat me on the back about it, especially if they're white. Don't ask me why. It's just weird. I don't know. Well, I do know. But, yeah, I don't like it, man. I don't like it. Like, I'm almost becoming like sometimes. You know what's funny? Sometimes I'm proud of the service, and other times I'm embarrassed by it. You know, like, cause I know what this shit is. I know what it was. I saw it firsthand. I lived this shit. I know what this shit is and was like. But it's positive things from it because again, it helped change my life. It's the reason I'm in the career I'm in now. Um, I met friends that. To this day, I'm still friends with. I know I touched on that earlier. Like, it forced me to grow up. I was 17 when I went. My parents had to sign to get me in. You know what I mean? It forced me to grow up and really, like, yeah. So, I, it, it's a conflicting thing. It's a conflicting thing. But so many stories from that time, too. So many stories. It felt, like, being on... A ship for a six-month cruise has so many similarities to what I hear prison and jail is like. <laughs> like so many similarities. So, okay. I was on the Truman, right? Aircraft carrier. Big boy. 5,000 people on it. So it wasn't like I was on some small little boat and it was 20 of us cramped in this room. I was on a giant moving city, an airport. It was 5,000 people on that ship. Right. And just the crazy shit I experienced or saw or went through is just (laughs) like people to really survive when you out on that water like that, to have a good time. Let me not say survive, but to really have a pleasant time. You got to know people all around in different departments. Like, I had people in other departments that I could go hide to because they had, like, the PlayStation hooked up somewhere. Or um, I had people all over the ship in different departments that I could just go hide out. I could go, like, I had people in the ship store. They would hook me up. I had access to this room, this uh, room that would hold these, like, dollies. 
right? Like my department had access to this room on a flight deck. And if one of my boys, if he had like a girl, he was trying to, you know, do something with we you ain't like you could go get a hotel, you on the you in the middle of the ocean. So he would come to me. I had the key. So I would lock them in the room, be like, I'm gonna be back in 30 minutes, give them a walkie-talkie. Boom. Come back in 30 minutes, unlock the door, knock, walk away. You know what I mean? I did that for my boy in the ship store. Bam. I remember this was 2006 when um Hove came back out with Kingdom Come. When the ship store got Kingdom Come, guess who had guess who guess who had a copy for him off, off to the side? Your boy. Bang, bang, bang. You know what I mean? Like, this is the type of life. Like, if you knew people that worked in the ship's barber, if you knew people that worked in the laundromat, like I knew this girl that worked in the ship's laundromat. All I had to do was flirt with her a little bit and she washed my clothes. Some jailhouse shit. (laughs) You know, people would get caught fucking all the time. People would get caught fighting. Uh, We lost people. People got thrown overboard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't show you that shit in the military, in the documentaries, and in the movies and shit. Motherfuckers got thrown overboard. Like, it was a wild experience, man. It was a wild fucking experience. I was 17 when I first got to this shit. 18 when I got on the ship. 17 when I was in boot camp. Like, this shit was wild. (laughs) I'm not even telling y'all to have this shit. But yeah, it's just, it's so wild. When I sit back and think of like my military experience, it's just, I needed it. Because like I said, it did help me grow up and it did get me out of my circumstance. But God damn, it also showed me Like, I met a dude, I want to say he was from either Montana or one of the damn Dakotas. One of those places I'm never taking my black ass to. But he was from over there somewhere. And uh, told me he never met black people in person until he joined the Navy. Like, what? This was like 2004, by the way. This was 2004, 2005 or some shit. Like, he never met a black person in person until he joined the military. That just reminded, that's just a little reminder to me. That, like, when you live in, like, you know, the East Coast, like, you in Jersey, New York, you know, places like that, Atlanta, and, you know, all LA, you live on the coastal places in the, in the popping cities, you have this view that you think is mad black people in this country. But not really. Not really. We make up, like, 26, 27 million people in this country. That's it. It's 300 million people in this country And we're only like 27 million Maybe 30 now I'm not exactly sure I haven't checked the numbers in a while But we're like high 20s Million That's it It's a hundred and something million white people Like That that was a, a quick slap in the face And a reminder like Oh yeah it ain't a lie it ain't you, It's nah <laughs> Nah so that's that's always one of those times I tell myself there's so many places in this country I have no desire to ever go. And the military was one of the things that put that in my head. I have no desire. Like, you know, people are like, oh, well, don't you want to see the Grand Canyon? Sure. If I can be helicoptered in and helicoptered out, you think I want to drive through whatever bumfuck town the Grand Canyon is in? Hell no. What about Yellowstone Park? Again, you think I want to drive and spend the night in whatever hillbilly hick ass town? Yellowstone, like, no, 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 baby. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, what's the mountain with the four white guys on it? 
Mount Rushmore, I don't want to see that because why the hell would I want to see that? But even if I did, this is South Dakota. That mean I got to spend the night in South Dakota. No, 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 baby. Uh-uh. You got to helicopter me in, helicopter me out. No, 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 no. I don't even go to all the parts of Jersey. I don't go to Long Island. You hear what I'm telling you? Like, no, baby. <laughs> hell no. So, yeah, the military was a good way of uh, opening my eyes to the demographics of this country. Because I met a lot of motherfuckers I never want to meet in my life again. Or go to wherever they're from. Everybody chewing dip. Everybody had a dip cup. Spitting in those fucking cups and shit like that. I'm like, oh, get me out of this hillbilly hell. Like, no. No, no, no. So, uh... But yeah, but to get back to the military thing, man, it was, it was, um... It was interesting. It was interesting. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about this country. Even more. Like the amount of spending... You know, I could get this pair of sneakers I have on my feet right now, 60 bucks. You know how much the military will spend for this same pair of sneakers? 180. Because they up ticket, they upcharge the price because it's the military and they know the government got it and they pay for it. I think if more people knew the amount of money wasted in military spending, if we truly set back and saw the amount of money wasted in military, our military is 10 times, it would take the next seven countries combined to equal our military you understand that like on spending on spending like it's wild it's wild like i saw that shit firsthand was blown away if people knew how much it costs just to operate an aircraft carrier every day it costs almost a million dollars a day to operate an aircraft carrier when it's on the water by the way we're on cruise for at least six months so you do the math on the days. That's 180 days minimum. That's $180 million just having that bitch on water. I'm not like, y'all have no idea. Y'all <laughs> have no idea what, how much money. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all got no idea. You would be pissed if you knew how much money was really being spent. And you, like, when, they, when, they, when, when these government officials are telling us, well, we don't have the money to do this. And we don't have the money for free education and schools and hospitals and this. And like, well, we could, I know we could find it. Like, I know where we can find it. So, yeah, but that's that's a few of the reasons. I'm just I'm just like I said, I'm just really I get really conflicted about the military thing, man, because when you realize you are a stormtrooper, it does something to you. It should. It should do something to you. But yeah. Yeah, I got to get into more stories about the military time one day, but I just I don't fucking feel like it. I've been talking to you guys for a while now. I'm hungry, you know, so. But that's what it is. That's what's going on. This is the podcast today. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be more consistent. I'm trying to be more consistent. I'm hoping to get, get another one out this week. I'm hoping, but don't hold your breath. You know how I am. So I'm hoping I have another one out this week. All you little fruits, stay safe or whatever you're doing. Stay COVID free. Stay black. You know, you get it. All right, whatever. <laughs> 